Good afternoon, one and all, and welcome to the Grateful Dad Radio Hour, a conversation about men at home, at work, and at play, with your host, Doug Gertner, the Grateful Dad. Every week, Doug is joined by fascinating guests who tell their own authentic stories and explore all that it means to be a man. And now, here's your host, Doug Gertner, the Grateful Dad. Thank you, Cameron. Thank you, moms and dads, boys and girls, for tuning in today to the Grateful Dad Radio Hour right here on MileHighRadio.com, coming to you live as we do every Monday at 1 o'clock right here on the MileHighRadio.com from the Mile High City of Denver. I'm Doug Gertner, the Grateful Dad. So glad you joined us today. We've got a wonderful show. It's a radio reunion with Captain Coy Theobald talking about Man Walk and uh, other adventures with Captain Coy as our warm-up to the Whole Man Expo coming up next month right here in Denver. But uh, as we get started, and it's uh, one of the many things I learned from my radio days with Captain Coy, as we get started, one of the things that I would ask you to do is to reach out. Reach out to someone and let them know that Mile High Radio is on the air with the Grateful Dad Radio Hour, and uh, they should tune in for a fascinating conversation uh, with me and Captain Coy today. Maybe uh, you could shoot him a quick email, since you may be listening at your computer right now, and say, point your browser to milehighradio.com. Perhaps you'll use your smartphone to text them and say, uh, here's the link, and uh, I recommend you tune in to Mile High Radio with Captain Coy and uh, Dr. Doug, the Grateful Dad. Or maybe you'll just pick up your phone and give them a call and say those words. The Grateful Dad Radio Hour is on the air. MileHighRadio.com is the place to tune. And the conversation should be interesting today as a couple of old pals who used to do Man Alive Radio are back together again to talk about uh, being a couple of men who are alive. Maybe you want to tweet it out. And uh, if you would... I I don't have a hashtag for you, but include at Doug Gertner. My handle on Twitter is at Doug Gertner, D-O-U-G-G-E-R-T-N-E-R. Um, what else can you do? Well, uh, if you're on Facebook, you can go to The Grateful Dads. The Grateful Dads is uh, my page, and uh, like me there. Or if you want to see pictures uh, of me on my personal page, of course, it would be Doug Gertner. Feel free to friend me. And I'd like to remind you of the mobile app you can use. Uh, TuneIn Radio is the app. If you uh, pull that up from wherever you go for apps, you can even go to TuneIn Radio slash mobile and get the mobile app TuneIn Radio. And then you can listen on your smartphone on the go. So, so many ways to access us. One more I would mention uh, at milehighradio.com. You can go to my show page for Doug Gertner and the Grateful Dad. And our archives are available immediately after every show. And uh, I hope in perpetuity so you can listen on demand. And when you're listening there on my show page at milehighradio.com, um, you'll hear recent shows with Jim Higley, the bobblehead dad, with Abby Ferber talking about white man falling. Dr. Sam Sappington has been my guest a couple of times. Rabbi
Rabbi Brant Rosen, Mike Thompson, our most recent live show with the stay-at-home dads. They're all archived there for your listening pleasure on demand on my show page at milehighradio.com. So we do have a great show this week, Man Walk and Other Adventures with Captain Coy Theobald to kick off our Whole Man Expo warm-up series. Next week, another speaker at the Whole Man Expo will join me. Uh, Sandra Walston is her name. She's the current the the courage expert and we're going to talk about courage as the untapped reservoir i think that's going to be just fascinating and we'll wrap up our three-week whole man expo warm-up series talking about soulful marriage and also with uh the founders of the whole man expo jim and ruth sharon they do soulful marriage work and we'll also talk about the expo on november 4th in advance of that event that's coming up so uh stay with me and again as always thanks to our sponsors emu Consulting, the Men's Anthology, and NOMAS, the National Organization for Men Against Sexism. So as I like to do every week at this time, I want to reflect on what I'm grateful for. I call this my moment of gratitude. You know, every day I use my gratitude journal and I note those things for which I'm grateful. And that just continues to remind me that I have so much to be grateful for. So uh, today, with the awareness that comes when I write in my journal, I want to pause and offer my moment of gratitude for gratitude itself. I'm grateful for the very act of taking time to note what I'm grateful for, as this daily practice of reflection is just so powerful in and of itself. And with gratitude, I appreciate the feeling of immediate positive energy that happens each time I think about and actually sit down and record what I'm grateful for. And gratefully, I acknowledge there are times I forget or choose not to write in my gratitude journal. And these, too, remind me of the power of gratitude as I experience sort of a sense of loss, that, that something's missing. And, and this compels me to actually get back to being grateful every day. And with gratitude, I celebrate the rewards I've noted when my gratitude kicks in. Confidence and motivation, recognition and opportunity, satisfaction and productivity, success, more money, and lots more joy and contentment. And I can, I can give you examples of how all of these have worked in my own life, but suffice to say that uh, gratitude has its rewards. And so finally, gratefully, I celebrate this and every day for the opportunity to explore gratitude, to learn and benefit from the simple act of thinking and thanking. So that's my moment of gratitude for this week, for gratitude itself. And once again, I'm grateful to everyone for listening to the Grateful Dad Radio Hour. I do encourage you to make a habit of being grateful and I just want to celebrate another day of living. That would, that, that, that would have been the song to play, huh, Haas? I want to ask the question of, uh, our, uh, engineer, owner, and all-around guru here at milehighradio.com. If I can, uh, get him on the line, it's Haas. What are you grateful for today? You know, I've got so much to be grateful <laughs> for. I really do. <clears throat> and sometimes it's really hard to know where to start, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna cop out. And I'm going to just say I'm I'm truly, truly grateful for all the people in my life. Mm-hmm. Not all the people I know are in my life, but uh, the ones that have uh, decided to stay there and uh, see me through my ups and downs and whatever, God bless you. I, uh, you have no idea what that means to me. And uh, 
you know, I'm, I'm, I'm humbled by it. I truly am. I think there's a cosmic connection. Being grateful for people like you describe is the very reason and the way to keep them in our lives, that, yeah. that the gratitude is what – it's like a bonding agent. Like can't a, imagine doing this by myself. I can't imagine. There's no either. way, you know? No. No, it's so. not a solitary journey. No. Haas, thank you for, for weighing in every week on gratitude, for uh, being the man behind the glass, behind the board. And... Well, if anybody can weigh in, <laughs> I can do it. <laughs> yeah, it brings a lot. You know, you're packing a punch. Well, and, and, um. Hey, what do you mean by that? <sighs> hey, we need to talk. Okay. <laughs> Get on my appointment. <laughs> yeah, right. I'll have my people talk to your people. Yeah. Hey, um, while you're at it, would would you uh, bring in my guest today? The aforementioned Captain Coy Theobald is uh, Skyping in from who knows where in his many adventures, but I think we'll hear um, where he is, what he's been up to. But right now, Captain Coy, let me ask you that question that I've asked you a time or two before. What are you grateful for today? Oh, gosh. First of all, I want to make sure you can hear me. I'm hearing you loud and clear. It's like it's like ah. you're in the next room or, or across the table from me. The magic of technology. Isn't mm-hmm. it a great? Uh, gosh, Doug, it's so great to hear your voice. And, and uh, you know, there are two things that just pop up right off the top of my head. One is uh, is I'm really grateful to, to have an opportunity to spend some time talking a little bit about about the whole concept of men gathering and men walking. I mean, I'm just so grateful for the group of men that have been, I've been surrounded with recently in the last few years, uh, that have truly made a huge difference in my life. Uh, so that's one thing. Uh, I know you didn't ask for two, but you know me, I got to give you two. Uh, have at it. The other one, Doug, is I'm just so grateful for the relationship I have with a wonderful, wonderful woman that, uh, is uh, something that I actually only dreamed of. And uh, in, in my farthest dreams, I, I really didn't ever think that that I would connect with somebody at such a deep level as I do with my girlfriend, Charlotte. So I'm just grateful. The connection with Charlotte and balanced out with a collection connection um, with a, a rare and special group of men. So much to be grateful for, and that's going to lead us to our conversation. Captain Coy Theobald, thank you. Uh, he's my guest today, and uh, his many adventures, including Man Walk. Uh, and if you're curious what that is, you're just going to need to stay tuned. But let me add that I'm also asking this question of you, my listeners. Just take a moment, if you will. And consider what are you grateful for today and, and think about it. And if you want to go to my website, thegratefuldad.org slash shop, you can get a copy there of the Grateful Dad's Journal of Gratitude. Um, and you can start keeping your gratitude journal today. So I like to follow up this sort of uh, moment of gratitude with what I've come to call the Full Circle Fatherhood Report. It's my weekly update, and it's based on my contribution to the men's anthology that's titled Ordinary Men, Extraordinary Lives, Defining Moments. They're one of the sponsors of our show. Captain Coy, my guest today, uh, also contributed an essay to the book. And uh, today's edition of the Full Circle Fatherhood Report is titled Homecomings. It, it, it kind of started, I started thinking about this when our cheap old television gave out recently, it, turning all the faces green and orange, not just John Boehner's, and it developed a loud hum any time that 
uh, text was superimposed on the screen. So I knew it was time to go out and purchase a new TV. I did a little research and soon learned that just like these phones we all carry, most televisions today are smart. Now, in truth, television remotes have outsmarted me for years, but now my little idiot box is neither stupid nor a box. It's flat and smart, and it connects to the Internet and allows me direct access to all kinds of applications, including Netflix, right? And there on the instant streaming site Netflix, I found a couple of uh, episodes that I watched of an old TV show that's been recommended to me for years called Freaks and Geeks. Now, Freaks and Geeks has particular interest as it's set at roughly the time and place I went to high school. And as I watched James Franco, Seth Rogen, and the others play out this sort of bygone era of history during the program's pilot episode, the memories just came flooding back to me of my youth. In particular, uh, there was a plot line about the high school homecoming dance, and it just touched a nerve as I recalled kind of all the drama and all the anxiety that homecoming had for me. And these TV characters just sort of uh, prepared and played out that event in drama, and it brought back all the drama and anxiety for me. Watching Freaks and Geeks on my new smart television the other night was the second time in recent weeks uh, that high school homecoming memories were revived because I also enjoyed a, a trip down memory lane when my son Jordan, a high school freshman, attended the dance, much to my surprise, really. I was, I was pleased that he had the experience, and it was fun for me to recall it through the lens of my own history and especially to see that my son seemed to have many fewer issues about the whole thing than I did back in my day. And then I recently recalled another homecoming of sorts when my friend Vicky sent word that she was flying down to Florida to move her mother up to Denver to be among family as her health is failing. It's an emotional deja vu for me, recalling the period five years ago next month that we prepared for and had the same experience with my dad bringing him up from Florida. Although both of these were, in effect, one-way trips, Vicky reports the same uh, phenomenon that I experienced with my father as her mom thinks she's just coming for a visit. I know well the path of becoming a caregiver to an aging parent, and I want to support this and other friends who join the sandwich generation so that this type of homecoming can be a celebration of some sort, even if tinged with certain sadnesses. As my own stories parallel that of my son and my friend, I also recall another homecoming that followed my father's move to be near me when, after his passing last February, I carried his ashes home to rest, a final homecoming celebration. Professionally packaged and with proper paperwork, I put my dad's remains into my big green backpack and was surprised at how easily I went through airport security. It was somehow comforting to carry him home that way, as if on an important mission, and it didn't seem too freaky, even when I told my seatmate what was in my carry-on luggage. And plans are in process for yet another homecoming early next year in the Jewish tradition, as we'll travel back to Ohio once more a year from his burial date to dedicate the the headstone on my father's grave. These various homecomings have me reflecting on the places I've called home, Temporal and temporary, comforting and uncomfortable, each place and time marks a memory, bitter and sweet, until the next time I go home. And that's the Full Circle Fatherhood report for this week. I'll post it soon on my blog at thegratefuldad.org. 
So thanks for uh, hanging in there with me on the Full Circle Fatherhood Report right here on the Grateful Dad Radio Hour on MileHighRadio.com. I'm Doug Gertner. I'm the Grateful Dad. And uh, this show has uh, its origins in another show, um, a show that I was honored, privileged, delighted, and and really so pleased to be a part of so long ago. And I want to kind of set the context for you as you meet my guest uh, and a show that today we're titling Man Walk and Other Adventures, part of the Whole Man Expo warm-up series. My guest being Captain Coy Theobald. Coy Theobald coaches men in mindfulness, in personal awareness, and in leadership development. He's a mentor and a friend, a role model, and a kind and open-hearted listener. Coy was the first recipient of the Whole Man of the Year Award presented at the first Whole Man Expo in 2011, and he developed the web radio show Man Alive that opened the door for me to launch this show that you're listening to today. Today, our conversation is about men in groups, and we'll learn about Captain Coy's long-running man-walk gatherings and hear about his other recent adventures during this reunion show to kick off our warm-up series in advance of the third annual Whole Man Expo presented by uh, Energy for Life. It's going to be held Sunday, November 10th at the Ramada Plaza, Denver North, and I invite everybody to get on board. Go to mensanthology.com, and you'll learn more about the Whole Man Expo. See, the Whole Man Expo is dedicated to honor and celebrating men who are striving for the ideal of wholeness in their lives and to the women who support them. And I'd say there's no better example than my guest today, Captain Coy Theobald. So together again on the air for the first time since 2011, I'm delighted to welcome my friend and broadcast buddy, Coy Theobald, back to the Grateful Dad Radio Hour. Captain Coy, welcome back. Yippee! <laughs> so th- this is... Go ahead. Amazing. We've got so much to talk about, but so little time to talk because all we, we know that the next 40 minutes will just go by like, as you say, a blip. <laughs> it does. It does. You know, the, the, the story, folks, from my perspective is this. I was at a, 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 a crossroads in my life and I was trying to explore, you know, how I was going to take my life and my work at a, at, at a particularly low and difficult time. I reached out to a mutual friend of uh, all the present company, a guy named Greg Geeson. Geese will be coming up uh, at three o'clock today on uh, milehighradio.com with his Mondays at three. And Geese, you know, when he heard what I was looking for, he, he had three words for me. You know, do you know Captain Coy Theobald? I said, no. He said, check out his Man Alive radio show. And uh, Captain Coy had me on as a guest to talk about being the Grateful Dad. And then I kind of, I, I used, you know, I, Captain Coy is a builder of things and and, and uh, he, he knows which end of a hammer to use. But I basically pulled a crowbar and pried my way and said, can I come on your show once a month and just be in your presence and be the Grateful Dad with you? And he allowed me to do so. And when he moved on to other adventures uh, from radio that we were going to be talking about soon, um, I was able to uh, ease into that spot, rebrand as the Grateful Dad Radio Hour, but what we had in common was we both wanted to talk about uh, men at, at home, at work, and at play, and every aspect of men's lives, and I'm forever grateful to you, Captain Coy, but what I really want to know is... What, you know, I gave an introduction that I pieced together from various places, but, but how do you do your introduction? Tell me a bit about your story. And I, I know we both contributed to the book, um, Men's, uh, Lives, but, but, um, and, and, and the Men's Anthology, but if you had to mention 
pieces of your story and defining moments in your life, especially as they relate to, you know, being with men. What, what's, what's the Captain Coy Theobald story? And, and what are some defining moments that brought you to who you are and where you are and what you're doing today? Wow. Well, <laughs> and you got five minutes, got like, man. <laughs> 36 minutes left, right? Yeah, that's going to happen. <laughs> oh gosh. How would I, how would I introduce myself? That, that's like the, the two minute elevator speech, you know, when you're trying to sell something to somebody and you got to have that about your, about your company or your product or your service. You know, I guess I would say that, um, uh, that I'm an ordinary guy that, uh, one, had some incredible opportunities uh, and then two created some incredible opportunities for myself uh, over the years. Um, you know, I'm one of the only guys out there that I talked to that's only gotten one W two in his life. And that was for six months of work. And beyond that, I've been an entrepreneur. I mean, I've been a, a self developed uh, person. Uh, you know, I, I was a psychotherapist for almost 17 years in the Denver area and also in Tucson, Arizona. I, uh, I, I, I moved from there into experiential training and education in the outdoor world, which I've always loved. It's been a big part of my life growing up here in Arkansas, where I happen to be sitting today. And, uh, and, and then I got into involved in this corporate leadership development and working with individuals and coaching, uh, executives and, and managers in, in the business world. You know, the question about how did I get here? I mean, that's that's as good a guess as anybody could make, Doug. I uh, I I think a couple things. One is uh, when I was flunking out of college. uh, (laughs) Actually, I flunked out of college. A lot of a lot of good stories start that way, and I'm not surprised (laughs) that yours has a bit of that. Okay, we're 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 in college. We're we're not exactly making the grade, and No, no, I had a point nine grade point on a five point scale at the University <laughs> of Texas. And they asked me not to come back. And about that time, a group called Up With People, uh, which is an international singing group, oh, sure. uh, came through Austin. And I knew about them from there from uh, several years before. I went down and auditioned and they hired and they brought me in as a banjo player and uh, master of ceremonies for one of the casts. That was the defining moment in my life because one of the things I, as we reflect with my, my friends, uh, over the years from up with people that, you know, here are a bunch of 19 to 24 year olds thrust into a situation where they had to make really huge decisions in very short order and, and put a show on the road. Uh, and we traveled 32,000 miles in 11 months. So, you know, it was just a remarkable learning and, and, and ground for me to one, develop confidence in myself. Two, to develop uh, a sense of who I was and also who I wasn't. So that was definitely one thing. Another thing was was Mr. Richard Brown, who is a biology professor at the university that I was accepted to on academic and social probation for one year. <laughs> and, uh, and, and fortunately, I had I matured a wee bit at that point and ended up, uh, you know, uh, I ended up getting a, a a degree, two degrees, one in, in pre-med uh, in, in, in biology and the other in religious studies. And uh, I would have never been able to do that if it not been for one professor who believed in me and he believed that I could learn. And he really helped me realize I had some severe learning disabilities that I was able to overcome to some degree. 
So those are two things. I think the other thing that defines me is, uh, you know, um, you know, having somewhat of an addictive, no, not having somewhat, having an addictive personality, uh, and, and, and buying into some addictions earlier on in my life that did not serve me well. I think that the 12 step recovery process probably had as much to do with who I am today as anything that I've ever done. So, so we've uh, got an early defining moment that is joining a powerful, energetic, focused group of people at a time when you were not particularly focused uh, as an individual on your studies and going on the road with with up with people. And say that again. You you traveled how far and how long? Oh gosh, thirty two thousand miles in eleven months. Shoo. Wow. Yeah. So, so, was, uh, you know, the, the, the road was good for you. The energy, your role as a, as a picker and a talker and a singer with, with up with people. Then you go yeah. back to school and, and come under the influence as so many, well, hopefully, you know, many students are lucky to have at least that one teacher in their life who makes a big difference. And yep. then, and then, um, through trial and tribulation and, and excess and, and enlightenment, you find 12 steps and, you know, I'm reminded about uh, when you weighed in a few minutes ago uh, on gratitude, that gratitude is a huge part of 12 steps and recovery. So I see how all of these, these worlds come together. Um, so we've got about, you know, five minutes before, uh, we take a break here. And, and yeah. I think the question before we get to, to, I think the, the man walking the men's work is going to wait for after the break. But if you can start the piece now that answers this question, listeners are saying, you know, they're referring to you, uh, Doug's referring to you as Captain Coy Theobald. And, and we haven't talked about, uh, your nautical life. So I didn't say your naughty life. We already heard about that, but maybe the, they're, maybe they're two in the same, but, uh, but, but, but go ahead and at least start the piece. Cause I think I read something about this in your uh, piece on, uh, in the men's anthology. And I know a little bit uh, from hearing some stories that you've shared, but, uh, Captain Coy, where does that come from? Well, thanks, Doug. Um, when I was eight years old, I mean, it's, it's, here's the, the short version of a long story. When I was eight years old, my father took me offshore fishing out of uh, Grand Isle, Louisiana. And I didn't care much for the fishing at that time that day, but I was absolutely completely enamored with the boat captain, his ability to maneuver the boat, all this rope on the boat that he had all these cool knots and he was showing me how to tie knots. And I was absolutely captivated from that moment on until I was 50 years old. I held a dream in my heart of becoming a boat captain someday at age 50. I did an inventory of my life and I realized if this is something I want to do, um, I need to do it now while I can do it uh, because I might not be able to, you know, 10 years or 15 years from now. So I left corporate America, left my practice, left everything basically, and uh, and went and got my captain's license. I had plenty of sea time because I've been on the water my entire life, and uh, went to St. Thomas, the U.S. Virgin Islands, bought a boat, started a business, all within about nine months. Wow. And uh, so, therefore, I'm the captain, and uh, we had a great run uh, for four seasons, uh, out of the Ritz Carlton down in uh, St. Thomas, the U.S. Virgin Islands as a, as a boat captain. And I restored an old pirate ship, the Gypsy Wind, who is one of my true loves. And, uh, 
And that's basically how I became the captain. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know, um, as, as you may know here at, at milehighradio.com, it's a little different than places where you and I have been uh, involved before. Um, our captain, Haas, plays great music in between shows, so there's not that rush and shuffle between shows that you and I used to uh, know. Um, and, and, you know, if it were music time right now, I would smell a Jimmy Buffett song coming on because you, <laughs> man, your your life is like something out of Jimmy Buffett's song. So, you know, you, you became captivated at age eight and finally at age 50. You said, if I don't do it now, I never will. You got a hold of the gypsy wind and sailed out of St. Thomas in the U.S. Virgin Islands. And for, for four years, people were sailing with you and fishing with you. And, you know, it's not just a fish story, folks. These stories come back around. I'm going to ask uh, you a little bit later, Coy, about real recovery and your work with uh, men uh, with cancer. My guest today is Captain Coy Theobald. You just not only heard, you know, a few defining moments in his captivating life story, but, but how he became Captain Coy. Uh, he was also named, uh, the whole man of the year, the very first recipient of that award at the whole men expo in 2011. And he'll be a speaker at the upcoming, um, whole man expo Sunday, November 10th, right here in Denver at the Ramada Plaza North. I, encourage you to get onto the mensanthology.com to learn more about the whole man expo because we've only got about 30 minutes or less after these breaks but i'm gonna try to get back to what do you mean by man walk what is this about getting men together in groups what is the power what is the purpose so stick with us now and do learn more about uh the men's uh anthology and the whole man expo where you can hear uh koi in person coming up on november 10th you're listening to the grateful dad radio hour this is milehighradio.com i'm doug gertner the grateful dad stay with us we'll be back with uh captain koi theobald right after these messages We're back. This is the Grateful Dad Radio Hour. MileHighRadio.com is obviously where you have uh, pointed your browser. And I'm just delighted that you've joined us today. It's our pre-Whole Man Expo warm-up series. The Whole Man Expo is happening in Denver on November 10th. And uh, my guest today is one of the uh, featured speakers there and uh, a, a, a talker from way back because we used to hang out uh, on the radio together. Um, Captain Coy Theobald, and, and, and what have you been up to since... Um, I saw you last on the radio. Uh, a couple of high points of your or of your adventure since I saw you last. I, I I think I once got a dispatch from Nigeria of all places. Where you been, man? Yeah, yeah, but I did not sail there. Let me tell you that. Huh? Uh-uh, uh uh-uh. I get that. I got to give. I got to. I got to give some uh, some kudos to Hoss if he's the guy running the music. To be able to pull "Son of a Sailor" up that quick and to play it as an intro and outro is pretty—that's pretty smooth. Isn't he amazing, man? He's got his headphones off uh, because a beautiful woman just walked into the the booth. But let me just tell you that the guy has great taste in music. He's running a wonderful station here, and I told him when I walked in today that I was sorry that I'm, I'm happy for you, man. You you are 
with Charlotte and you are in Arkansas and you are home and happy, you know, my little uh, monologue about homecomings, I definitely get it. But I was hoping that you and Haas could meet because you are kindred spirits. The the week after I met Haas, he said, Doug, I'm going to put the station on auto for a week because I'm getting on my hog and heading up to Sturgis, which is where he feels most happy and at home. So for you, for you, it's out on the seas. For him, it's on his bike. For me, it's on skis here in Colorado. And, um, yeah, you dig this guy. Isn't that great? You know, I'm like, where's my grateful? What is he playing? Oh, it's son of a son of a sailor. That's beautiful. That's good stuff. So, <laughs> so what are you doing in Arkansas and what have you been doing all over the world since I last saw you? Wow. Uh, thanks, Doug. First of all, I'm just so grateful to be here, uh, to have a chance to just hang out with you. And I was really hoping that we we're going to be in Denver at that time. And we just missed it. We just left about Oh, uh, out two weeks ago, and I'll be back this next Friday into Denver. But uh, um, back in in Nigeria, uh, about two and a half years ago or so, I got a call from a a, a counseling uh, training company down in Houston, and they said we need somebody. We heard about you. We heard that you can work with guys that don't like to be in the classroom. <laughs> and I thought, wow, that's uh-huh. a that's a pretty interesting thing. And they said we got a bunch of oil and gas workers that really don't understand how to think safely. And we, we've heard that you might be able to, to, to help us out. And it was just a great run. Uh, I was with Intertech Consulting uh, and Training uh, out of Houston, and I, I got a chance to go to Nigeria. This was in a year and a half, two years. Nigeria three times, Trinidad twice, Saudi Arabia twice or three times, Bahrain once, um, it, it was just so much fun. I went to Aberdeen, Scotland, um, and I also went to Bismarck, North Dakota. So, it All was, right. Uh, There's a consolation prize in every uh, <laughs> great run. Trinidad, <laughs> Saudi, Nigeria, Bahrain, Scotland. Oh, wow. It was cool. It was, it was a fun run, and I really enjoyed it. And then uh, then I met this wonderful woman, and uh, – and in the last winter, we were talking about, well, now what do we want to do? And uh, she retired in June uh, after 35 years with a company. Um, and 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 we, we looked at each other and we said, why would we work if we didn't have to? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we decided uh, that we were just going to take off and, and, and fish. Uh, we both love to fly fish. And uh, June 4th, we left uh, Hot Springs, Arkansas, which is both of our homes. And uh, we did a 9,000-mile uh, road trip. <laughs> Here we go again. Captain Coy on the road. This time yeah. fishing is the focus. Wow. And, and now, where did that take you? Uh, it took us to uh, Oklahoma, Kansas, Colorado, Wyoming, Montana, uh, Alberta, Canada, British Columbia, the state of Washington, back into Idaho, Montana, back into Wyoming, back into Northern Colorado. And then, uh, 10 days ago, we just got back to Arkansas. So we were gone about four and a half months oh, and great. fished over 35 rivers of the Northwest. Oh um, my God. It was just an incredible adventure. But you know, um, I'm going to segue into, into man walk with this because for me, you know, it was a wonderful time and we had a great time. If you can live with somebody in a 300 square foot mobile home on wheels that you pull behind your truck uh, for four months and still want to hang out with each other every day, I think it's a really cool thing. That's an the amazing, thing missed, amazing thing. Yes. The thing I miss, Doug, uh-huh. 
was was my my dear friends in Manwalk uh, in the Denver area, and that is probably the hardest thing about not being there mm-hmm. uh, all the time. Every time we go through Denver, we plan it on a Wednesday so I can go to Manwalk and 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 reconnect with my dear friends that that love me and support me and that I've been able to be a part of their lives. Well, um, so good. You know, it doesn't hurt in our conversations to put the cart before the horse. Um, go ahead and say more because, yeah, when I met you and and was at a particularly difficult place, one of the things that you offered me that that you know I never got around to taking you up on, but you know, trust me, I got a lot from um, the other ways that you were there for me. But you said, Doug, you know, if you're so inclined, some Wednesday evening, drop by this guy guy's garage near wash park in denver join us we'll we'll stand around for a while until uh, we have a critical mass of men and then we'll start walking and that's that's what i understood man walk was from a functional standpoint but historically and and and, and also psychically what is it and 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 where does it go uh for, for the men who go on this walk with you every week well it, first of all it's really important to understand that i didn't start man walk okay uh it started by two guys who's in the Wash Park area, whose whose grade school age children uh, went to the same grade school, and they they just started talking, and the next thing you know, they started getting together, and then they invited some other dads, uh, and then some friends and neighbors, and and then all of us began to invite you know different people in our lives to to come and join. It had been going about a year and a half when I stumbled in there, uh, and it, it was truly. <laughs> Uh, it's hard to really describe uh, what the experience is like other than to say, I mean, you know, having a cool meeting place is really a nice thing is it, to, to look like you're walking into a college dorm room from 1971. <laughs> uh, you know, with, and the only music we play is the Grateful Dead, you know, so, you know, it's got to be some good stuff if you're going to if that's the starting point. I love and, it. And we do meet. We meet in this guy's garage, um, and then other guys will host occasionally in their garage. But there's kind of a ground zero place, and then uh, and then we we literally just take off and walk. And and I was trying to think about you know what is it about this group of men that makes them unique or special? Uh, because they're just a bunch of knuckleheads like me. I mean, all kinds of guys. And and for the first two and a half years, I didn't know what any of them did for a living. Ah, that's that's a very powerful point that we 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 can pause on. Uh, so here's a group of guys getting together and and just being in one another's presence. And the space you describe as kind of a '70s dorm room with Grateful Dead playing is 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 a safe and comfortable space for this group of men. You know, kind of like the proverbial man cave or or that sort of thing. And in, in week after week of spending hour after hour together, here's a group of men who did not begin or even let their conversation go to the question, so what do you do? Which implies, how do you make money? And then once I know that, I can place myself on a hierarchy with you according to what the prestige or perceived prestige associated with your work or the size of your paycheck. That wasn't being talked about. What, what was being, I mean, would, are you breaking a code of silence? If you tell me a, a, a typical <laughs> conversation with another man that doesn't start. So what do you do? Um, well, you know, first of all, it catches guys off guard, you know, yeah. because 
when a new guy comes into Manwalk, you know, they traditionally, you know, and it makes sense that they want to know, well, what do people do? And we just say, you know, that's really not important. You know, we're not here for that reason. We're really here uh, to, to be supportive of each other. And, you know, it's easier to talk about a couple of things we don't talk about, first of all, that helps create a safe container for men. And one is we don't, well, three things. One is we don't talk about religion. We don't talk about politics and we never give advice to another man. Wow. Unless he specifically asks for advice and feedback. Otherwise we simply listen as a group. What a, what, what a, what a rare and powerful thing to be listened to. Yeah. And you know, and there, and, and, you know, the, you know, I, I, there'll be some of these guys that will be there on the 10th to be able to tell their story much better than I can. But, you know, I think of one guy that, you know, the first year that that he was walking with us, I don't remember him ever saying one word hmm. the entire year, except when somebody would say, well, hey, man, what's your name? He'd say, my name's John or Bob or whatever. And uh, but what was interesting is that at the end of that year, going about a year, maybe a little longer, we were all gathering around a, a fire pit one evening. It was a cool October evening. We thought we'd build a fire. We we would have our little check-in outside the, the swamp, the uh, our, uh, our meeting place. And what was interesting is that when it came his, we were, sort of went around the circle, and he often would just say, yeah, I pass. And he said, I, I want to say something tonight. And when he said that, I mean, <laughs> it was like, Every head was like, what? And he said, he said a couple of things that I'll never forget. He said, one is that I never dreamed I would find a group of men that I could trust. Hmm. The second thing he said was, um, I never in a hundred years would have ever sought out anything like this because one, I didn't think it existed. And that's that's one of the things for me that causes me to want to tell the story of of man walk and inviting, you know, other men around the country or around the world uh, to just find, you know, two or three guys and just go for a walk. And, you know, you say, what do we talk about? Well, you know, one of the things that we we talk about is nothing. (laughs) You know, we, we're just like, man, how's your week go? Was, it was all right, I guess. You know, I had some ups and downs and, uh, you know, and, and, and then, you know, there'll be some guy that'll, that'll talk about one of his kids maybe that's having a difficult time. And, uh, and, you know, we'll, we'll follow, we'll, we'll, we'll check in with that guy and say, you know, you know, how's your son doing? You know, uh, we know we're concerned about him. We know you are. Um, you know, you got a report for us, you know, is it, you know, is he, is he, is he back on track or whatever? And, and there's, there's no formality to this experience. It is truly like an amoeba going through Washington park with a dozen men. And we literally just sort of move back and forth with one another and, and, and reconnect with each other on a weekly basis. I, I don't know, you know, how this is striking, Anybody who's hearing um, the, the the answer to the question, so what is man walk? And, and and now that we understand this this sort of amorphous amoebic group of of how, how many men? What's what's the range of men who might be sort of making their way from uh, the man cave dorm room around Wash Park on any given Wednesday? What what what's the range you in know, size? 
I would say, you know, if I go back to uh, last winter, spring, and then since I was back for about a month uh, in September, I would say eight or ten maybe. Okay. And so it's, it's certainly not the same guys every week. There's kind of a core of two or three guys that are, you know, mm-hmm. always there. But, but you know, guys come and go and uh, some guy, you know, one guy, his business, whatever it is, takes him to Brazil about twice a month. So we don't see him too often. And, uh, but, but here's and, and, a, here's a half dozen, you know, uh, six, eight, ten guys yep. moving together, talking about, as you say, maybe nothing, maybe exactly what one of them needs when it comes to being listened to about something that he's struggling with himself or with a family member, something he's curious or confused by. And, and you're just there for one another and you get guys coming back like the fellow you mentioned, because he realizes there's no place else quite like this. And that's what I wonder if, you know, anybody who's listening and contemplating, wondering and, and, and wishing that they had something like this in their lives, it seems to be as simple as, date time place and and let's just be together and and start walking and and talking and sees what happens i mean is is that the the message when somebody says hey how do i have a man walk like you yeah just pick a date pick a place pick a time and and start showing up every week and you know there'll be some weeks that you'll be the only guy there and then there'll be some weeks there'll be two or three guys there and then you know, it's 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 not a revolutional process. It's an evolutional process. Mm-hmm. Doug. At least mm-hmm. that's our experience, because it takes a while for men to let their guards down. Yeah. And, and to be really open with each other. The other thing that that we have sort of evolved to, which wasn't part of the original man walk, is that at least formally, that is that now we have a formal check-in and a formal check-out uh, at the beginning and the end of the evening. Now, I wonder, and, I wonder, Captain Coy, I mean, uh, say a little bit more. What form does that take? And, and I wonder if, if you might mention, um, you came to this work, as you say, I mean, you didn't start this man walk, but you've been sort of a, a regular participant uh, um, for a long time now. And you're going to be talking about it um, for, for folks who'd like to hear more and meet some other uh, members, so to speak, other fellow man walkers. You'll be talking about it at the third annual Whole Man Expo um, at the Ramada Plaza North in Denver on Sunday, November Tent, you'll, you'll, you'll really go there in depth, but you came to this with, um, some background, a significant background, if I, if I could, in, in what we might just call men's work. You, you were involved actively in the Mankind Project, and, and, um, I'm also fascinated hearing about your uh, recent fishing adventures, um, to remind, uh, me about, about real recovery, something that you were very involved and invested in when I first met you. So, what form does the the um, the check in take? What do you mean by a check in and a check out? And uh, if you could dovetail that into some of the other kinds of men's work that you've done, um, at least mentioning the mankind and 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 real recovery. Yeah, and, and you know, it, it, maybe it's better, Doug, to talk about those first because you know that's where I learned and began to really develop the check-in process with groups of men mm-hmm. and uh, was was with the Mankind Project which is an international organization of men that are really uh their goal is to help really develop the sacred masculine in men and to create uh um men who's who have a sense of purpose around service 
uh, to others. And uh, it's a very powerful organization, very eclectic. Uh, you know, out of that, I was fortunate enough to found an organization called Real Recovery with a couple of other guys uh, in the Denver area that uh, takes men with cancer and uh, on three-day all-expense-paid fly fishing uh, excursions. And I was the uh, program director uh, as in that organization and developed the program, which is a, a series of questions that invite men to tell stories. And that's really what Man Walk is about. It's about men telling stories. Uh, it's about men telling their stories or, or their or, or stories about something else or somebody else. Uh, we so, don't have much of a, of a venue for, for men to, to tell their stories without someone judging or challenging their story and then giving them advice about how they could do it better. <laughs> ain't, ain't, ain't that the truth? You know, I, 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 there's plenty of research. You're familiar with it in all of your professional work as well as your men's work. Men and women communicate differently, and anybody who hears me say that says, duh, I didn't need the research to tell me that. I didn't need right. Deborah Tannen's wonderful book, um, You Just Don't Understand, to explain how men and women talk differently. I certainly don't need to be told that Mars and Venus are what represent us, but I do understand that, and to the extent that there's truth there, that that is borne out by this research, it's that oftentimes men, we, we, we fall so easily, so naturally, uh, so immediately into the role of problem solver, and as soon as, we don't even let others finish their sentence so often before we say, you know what you need to do, here's, here's my advice, you know, you just need to, and that's yep. not really what most men are looking for. As you said, with Man Walk, it's about listening. And if I do want some advice, I will ask for it now that we've built the trust that comes through being really listened to. So, so a, a check in and a check out, um, it's not about giving advice and jumping on a guy and telling him what he should be doing. It's really, it sounds like about hearing how he's doing. It is. It's, it's about, and also we, you know, we, we encourage men to speak in the, in first person singular. Yeah. Uh, men tend to use you and we, uh-huh. uh, when they speak about themselves, which invite, which, you know, is, it, it, it's really a subtle thing, uh, from a, from a technical standpoint. But I'll tell you one thing. When men start owning their own voices and using I, uh, and speaking in first person, it, it, it is one. It's so amazingly powerful. So in the check in and check out, we invite men to speak, you know, in first person. And then we just simply ask them to just name a feeling. Mm-hmm. How are you showing up? You know, mad, bad, glad, sad, had, guilty, mm-hmm. ashamed. Mm-hmm. You know, just pick one of those six and, or seven and 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 just and that's it. You know, it's like, you know, I'm showing up really angry because I got cut off in traffic on the way over here and I'm really pissed off and I want to hurt somebody. Okay, cool, man. Yeah. Glad you're here. Yeah. You know, and then the next guy says, you know, I'm checking in really sad because, um, you know, I, I can't, you know, I can't even talk about it right now. Great. Uh, Welcome. Next guy, you know, it, it just, you never know. And the checkout basically is, you know, what shifted in you in the last two hours? You know, is there, are you, are you checking out with the same anger and sadness or, or can you talk about your sadness now? Do you want to? Uh, so, you know, it, it really is sort of the bookends uh, of a really great sacred container of men that's um, really based on on simply listening to one another's stories. 
What a gift. What a gift. I, I'm talking with Captain Coit Theobald, and, and we've been all over the place. We've been 32,000 miles over, uh, over the course of a year, and we've been 9,000 miles over the course of a month, and we've been fishing all around the world, but we're also talking about man walk. And, and this, this will be the topic when he, uh, leads a discussion and a program, uh, on Sunday, November 10th at the Whole Man Expo right here in Denver. It's a nine to five affair. You can get more information at mensanthology.com. Um, it, it, it's in North Denver at the Ramada Plaza, Denver North. And I'm, I'm going to be delighted to, uh, lay eyes on you there. Captain, but what has really delighted me today is not not just a reunion here on the radio like we did on your Man Alive radio show, but just to to really get uh, the better part of an hour to to drill down and and hear in greater depth about a wonderful, wonderful uh, place you've had a, a container and a space that is created every Wednesday night. Uh, among a community of men in, in, uh, the Washington Park neighborhood of Denver, where you gather together and you walk together, you check in, you check out, um, you, you talk about what's really going on with you, how you're feeling, and what shifts from being together. And in the course of that, men keep coming back because, you know, just as the, the 12 steps you referred to earlier, because it really works, it creates something yeah. that men Really seldom have in their lives and are hard pressed to find elsewhere. And I'm, I'm grateful to hear about it and, and for the work you do as well as to create a little space today to talk about it. You mentioned two other things that I know uh, folks might be interested in. The Mankind Project, which is actually, uh, the, the nonprofit sponsor of Greg Geeson's show, Mondays at three. And, you know, you can Google that, mankindproject.org. And then you mentioned Real Recovery, um, an amazing organization that that you co-founded and and were a key guide for for many years um just a group of avid fly fishers who um take uh men out fishing men who have cancer and just have those courageous conversations while uh, wetting a line and that's realrecovery.org so um i wanted folks to know about all of that to know uh, about you and your good work with men uh, for a good long time and, and coming up as uh, soon again as November 10th at the Whole Man Expo. So thanks, thanks for being here, for sharing, for catching up with me and, uh, catching folks up with what you mean by man walk and some of the adventures you've had there and elsewhere. Well, Doug, you know, I, I want to thank you for inviting me to be on the show. Um, it, it's, it, it just, it's amazing. Um, you know, to, to see how much more relaxed you are now than when we first started this process. <laughs> not that, not but, that but several years ago. And, and, and just how really effective and, and what a beautiful communicator you are. And, and I just, I want to encourage people to listen to this show and tell others about it because, you know, you know, being a dad is the hardest thing in the world with no instruction book. And, uh, and I just commend you and the work that you've done. And uh, and thank you for being here. And I'm really looking forward to seeing you on the 10th of November. Uh, it'll be fun. Charlotte's going to come up and fly up and join us too. So uh, excellent, excellent. Her and- Tell her hey, and that I'm looking forward to meeting her. And yeah, as I described at the start of uh, the Grateful Dad Radio Hour today, uh, Captain Coy 
you, you really, you, you know, in effect took me in as you do so many men at a time when I uh, needed some meaningful dialogue, some courage, courageous conversations. And I appreciate that. Um, you don't have my latest Grateful Dad t-shirt, so I'm going to hand you one of those when I see you on November 10th, as well as the Grateful Dad's Journal of Gratitude, my little publication product to get people journaling. Um, I encourage folks not only to go to the men's anthology.com to sign up for the whole man expo, but tune in next week. Our conversation is about courage with Sandra Walston, the courage expert. And, uh, we'll have a lot of fun in preparation for her talk at the whole man expo on November 10th. I so appreciate you tuning in to the grateful dad radio hour. Look me up at the grateful and meet me back here next week. Until then, I just want to remind everyone to be grateful and I'll meet you back here next week on milehighradio.com. 